Hey there, and welcome. I'm Kinsey Dazinski, host of the Brave Marriage Podcast, a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I'm so glad you're joining me today. I hope you've had a great 4th of July last week and a great weekend. Mine was full and fun as a bunch of us celebrated my sister who's getting married in, gosh, I think 12 days from today. Um, So that's super fun. Our whole family is looking forward to that. But it made me curious, who else is getting married this July or has an anniversary in July? Feel free to message me at Kinsey Dazinski on Instagram and let me know. I'd love to say congratulations or happy anniversary. Speaking of messages on Instagram, I received one from a listener about last week's episode. And it said, Listen to understand rather than listen to respond, so wonderful. For an introvert who is usually uncomfortable in conversation, this is a simple yet great nugget that I'm going to practice. It takes the anxiety off of answering or responding because my only job is to understand first. So I just want to say thank you for that feedback. I've loved hearing from you all over the past month what's been helpful or impactful. And I'll continue to share messages that I receive from listeners in upcoming weeks, which I hope will encourage all of us together. I already think of this podcast as a community, and I want to cultivate that more because I want you to as well. So can anyone else relate to this message? Even though we all experience not knowing what to say at times, not all of us are quick to realize or admit it. So I think that takes a lot of courage and maturity and self-awareness. And the listener is right. It absolutely takes the pressure off when you switch your mindset from listening to respond to listening to understand. And you know what else? The person you're listening to will equally appreciate it because every human being desires to be understood. Most people, however, do not desire unwarranted advice or responses. So when we listen to understand, it's a win-win situation for both of us. Okay, so today, we're moving beyond how to really listen to how to connect emotionally. So often, once we get married and move out of the honeymoon phase, our conversations shift from the emotional to the cognitive. We talk about our to-do lists, what tasks we need to accomplish, or at best, our thoughts and opinions. But not as often do we engage each other emotionally or sit around and stare at each other with hard eyes like we once did. We tend to get busy, less intentional, and honestly, continuing to emotionally connect on even deeper levels than when we were dating can feel like too much risk or work. But here's the thing. Strong marriages require it. Emotional connection brings life to a relationship, but an emotionally disconnected relationship is a lifeless one. This is why some couples who've been married for years report feeling like they never left the honeymoon stage because they kept their emotional connection strong. But why some couples who've been married for years report feeling like they've drifted apart, like they don't know who each other is anymore or how they got there. If we want to have the type of marriages where we feel intimate, close, and connected to one another, we have to learn to connect emotionally. How do we do that? through empathy. Empathy is the action of vicariously experiencing another person's inner world 
and communicating understanding to that person. It's meeting your spouse where they are emotionally and being there with them in their experience. Anyone can listen and rationally understand, but connecting emotionally requires moving from your head to your heart. For example, if I share something vulnerable with Evan and he doesn't communicate to me that he understands how I feel, then we haven't actually connected just because I shared my heart. I may feel better, but not necessarily closer. And this used to happen for both of us. He had a habit of trying to avoid or fix my feelings because he was uncomfortable with my emotions. And I had a habit of avoiding asking him about his emotions because I was uncomfortable with his discomfort. (laughs) And that makes for an unhealthy pattern of communication. But once we learned what I'm about to teach you, we were able to stay present with each other's emotions and both of us move from our heads to our hearts. And that's when we began to feel so safe and truly understood by each other. Brene Brown has an excellent YouTube video that describes the difference between empathy and sympathy, which I'll link to in the show notes. But basically, she says that empathy is like seeing your spouse in a deep, dark hole, climbing into that hole and saying, man, it's really dark down here. That must feel scary and lonely. Versus looking down into the hole from above and saying, sorry about ya, here's a ladder for you to climb on up out of there. And unfortunately, this is what we do all the time. Instead of listening to understand and meeting our spouses where they are, we often only half listen and decide what we're going to say or how we're going to help before our spouse is even finished sharing. Now, a common question I get from couples in my practice is, yeah, but Kinsey, what if I already know what my spouse is going to say before they say it? What if I already know how they feel? And here's my two-part response to that. First, you may already know how your partner feels, but it's dishonoring to your spouse when you assume you hold all the answers or when you neglect to communicate that you understand first. So even if you're right and you do know how they feel, you're probably going about communicating that in the wrong way. Second, if you cut your spouse off before he or she is finished and the same thing keeps coming up, then in fact, you don't actually understand or accept how your spouse is feeling. Otherwise, the issue wouldn't keep coming up so much. So connecting emotionally goes beyond one person sharing vulnerably. It requires the other person connecting to that emotion and communicating that you understand. Here's how we do that. First, we seek to understand the emotion behind what's being expressed, whether with words or in body language. And second, we name the emotion. Simple as that. Now, to explain these concepts, I'm going to use two different examples that I think you'll be able to relate to. Here's the first. Let's say your spouse is bothered by something at work or with the kids. So if you have a spouse that doesn't say much unprompted, you can simply get curious about what their body language is communicating. Does your spouse look upset, frustrated, disappointed? Whatever you think, name it. Say something like, you look bothered or you seem upset. Now, if you have a spouse that starts venting right away, 
Try to identify whether what's being expressed is out of frustration, annoyance, or another emotion, and then name it. By saying something like, man, that sounds frustrating, or gosh, that would be annoying. Because here's the deal. When you put words to what you think your spouse is feeling, if you're right, he or she will experience a bit of relief. And if it's not quite right, if it's not quite what they're feeling, they'll say, no, it wasn't so much frustrating as it was disappointing. And then they'll go on to better help you understand. And who loses in that scenario? No one. Because what does your spouse ultimately want by vending to you? Not a solution, not a correction, not a judgment. Your spouse simply wants to know that you're there for them, that you have their back, and that you love them no matter what. That's an especially important point to remember with this next example. Let's say your spouse has come to you to share something they feel is vulnerable, meaning it's requiring a little bit of courage on their part to risk sharing something so personal or sensitive to them. So they come to you wanting to be heard, wanting you to listen, but at the end of the day, wanting to know that you love them no matter what. Not your ideal of your spouse, but your actual spouse for who he or she genuinely is. So your spouse says to you, Hey babe, I've been thinking about something lately and I realized I haven't ever shared it with you. I actually haven't thought about it in a while, but I just wanted to share it with you so that you know more about me. And then they go on to tell you about something that took place in their past. Maybe it pertains to family, maybe friends or exes, maybe even in their relationship with God. The last thing your spouse wants to hear after he or she has worked up the courage to tell you is, that's crazy, or that makes me so mad, I'm going to do something about it. Or, that's not a big deal, why were you afraid to tell me? All of those responses are out of your own perspective and your own head, not your heart. Not out of meeting your spouse where he or she is. So remember, we seek to understand the emotion and then we name it. That would look something like this. You must have been scared when that happened or you must have felt really special. That must have made you so happy or that must have been awful. Can you feel the difference? The first set of responses feels dismissive while the second set of responses feels understanding. So that's it. That's how we connect emotionally. And can I let you in on a little secret? This episode and the last make up four steps of empathy. Perspective taking, staying out of judgment, recognizing emotion, and naming it. And I wanted to save this till the very end because I think a lot of us, when we hear the word empathy, we assume we either have it or we don't. We're empathic or we're not. As if it's a fixed trait that makes some people better at relationships than others. But this is not the case at all. Empathy is a skill made up of the four steps I just described. And when we think about empathy as something we can do and grow into in our marriages, it feels much more actionable all of a sudden. Speaking of actionable, here's your action step for today, and it's a brave one. I want you to ask your spouse... How comfortable are you sharing your emotions with me? Why or why not? That should spark some interesting discussion and help you better understand each other 
and your relationship from the other's perspective. And as you do this, please remember, if this is an area of your marriage you'd like to see improved, I'd be more than happy to work with you through couples coaching online or in my private practice locally. You can contact me through bravemarriage.com or by emailing Kenzie, K-E-N-S-I, at bravemarriage.com. My prayer for your marriage today is that you would be a couple who seeks to understand before anything else so that you would feel truly seen and truly loved by each other and that others would feel the same in your presence. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Love is not about Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile as it is